Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara. California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today about the uh, text we have before us. Today we're going to wrap up 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. That's right. We're going to finish this chapter out. We've done three. This will be number four, I guess. Four broadcasts in this chapter. And it's amazing. We could have done... four times that many, five times that many, on and on and on. Here's why. You never exhaust. You can never ring out all the truth that you'll find in every verse of the Word of God. Isn't it amazing? This is a living book. How every time you read it, it'll speak to you differently. That's right. I mean, you'll read a verse a hundred times, and once, one of these days you'll get a hold of that thing, and I'll tell you, God will do a great work in your heart. I love my Bible, don't you? I think about that song, I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible, and I do. Thank God for His Word. Well, how how you doing today? Where are you at? Are you at work? Are you at home? Where are you? Driving down the road? Well, here's the good news. Wherever you are, God knows exactly where you are. He, uh, We had a GPS long before a GPS, God's positioning system. He knows exactly where you and I are. He knows your need. He knows your burden. He knows your care. And thank God he's able to meet the need, relieve the care, and lift the burden. Thank God for him. Before we get here into 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. I make mention of this every, every every broadcast because I believe in it. I want you to be a part of it. If you'll go to helpfortoday.org, help the number four today.org, go to the website and you'll see articles there that are written to be a help to the Christian life. I mean, talking about articles covering every area you could think of, from media to missionaries, from pastoring to parenting, teenagers to senior citizens, have bus flyers, different games and activities you can do with young people. You'll enjoy help for today. Go check out the website, look around a little bit, and maybe type in some uh, some topics you're interested in and view the articles. But here's the most important thing. When you visit the website, a pop-up box will appear. When that pop-up box appears, type in your email address and hit the subscribe button. This will not cost you anything. It's totally free. But I want you to subscribe because that will put you on our daily article email list. Every day, you'll receive an article from Help For Today. Now, I use those articles as devotions in the morning. I'll get up and read my Bible and drink my coffee, and then I'll check my email. No doubt about it, the Help For Today email comes through. And it's not always written directly for me. Sometimes the article, maybe it's pertaining to something that I don't have going on in my life, but there's always a truth in that article that I can plug in and use. And the same will be true for you. Just give it a chance. Go fit, go check it out. You'll enjoy it, and you'll thank me one day, hey, for turning you on to Help For Today. So visit the website, helpthenumber4today.org. All right, let's read here verse number 16. Well, let's read verse number 14 down to the end of the chapter just for context. For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. By the way, that's comforting, isn't it? Thank God we're hid with Christ in God. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. The churches in Judea were under great persecution. We read about that. We know that. You read and study the book of Acts, the church there uh, in Jerusalem, uh, for example. 
but also these churches in Thessalonica, Thessalonica rather, sorry, Thessalonian church was also under great persecution. That just comes with the territory. Everything about Christianity is contrary to the world. Why? Because the ruler of this world is the devil. He is antichrist. It's the antithesis. He hates God. He hates righteousness. He hates uh, purity. The devil. He is the prince and power of the air. He rules. He reigns. He's in control of this fallen world system. And listen, that's why it's so dangerous, these churches, so-called, that are compromising with the world and assimilating with the world and taking on the appearance and the actions and the culture of this world. Can I say, that is the furthest thing from what God desires, especially for a church, a Christian Yes, but especially a church that names the name of Christ. So these Christians in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, there I go again, Thessalonica were persecuted people. The Jewish churches, the churches in Judea, they were persecuted uh, people. Verse 15, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, the Jews persecuting them, have persecuted us, and they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles, that they might be saved to fill up their sins always, for the wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. That's strong preaching. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore, we would, I, or we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. But Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are glory and joy. Paul is revealing now his heart again to the Thessalonians. He said, for a short time we've been separated in presence, but you've not been separated from my heart. My presence, I'm not with you, but my heart is. Separated in presence, but never in passion, never in devotion, never in care. Paul says, I'm with you in heart. And because of that, Paul endeavored endeavored abundantly, the Bible says, to see their face with great desire. Boy, he loved these people, didn't he? I remember reading the illustration about a young boy who would walk many blocks to go to D.L. Moody's church. After some weeks, pastors would notice this boy passing their church, going to D.L. Moody's church. Finally, one of the ministers stopped the young boy and said, why is it, son, you pass our church and others and go to Moody's church? Our church is closer. You pass us by. And the boy said, I tell you why, you can tell they really love a fella down there. And can I say that's what makes the difference in a man of God and in a ministry. People don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. And that, this is very evident in Paul's life that he had a strong desire, a love for the people that he ministered to. You know, that takes up, you, you hear some preachers preach and they're not that, they're not that great. Just be honest, their oratory skills aren't all that great. Their public speaking skills aren't all that great. But I tell you, they have a great ministry. A large crowd comes to hear, and their people just, I tell you, they love their pastor. You say, how is it? That man's a boring preacher. He's a stammer, a stutter. He can't string thoughts together, and yet he has a crowd, and people come. Why is it? I tell you why, because he loves them. He serves them. He ministers to them. You can any. It's not hard to find a great preacher, but it's hard to find a great pastor. And those are two different things. Verse 18, Wherefore we would have come unto you, but even I, Paul, once and again, Satan hindered us. Can I say that's his job? The old devil, he always throws logs in the pathway. He always uh, digs out pitfalls in the way of life. He's a hinderer, not a helper. 
And that's what he does. He's our adversary. The Bible said he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And Paul is giving credence to that, saying, I wanted to come to you. But over and over again, the devil fought. Now, I think sometimes we give the devil too much credit. Sometimes we say the devil's fighting when it's our own flesh. Sometimes we blame the devil on problems we brought on ourselves. Sometimes we give the devil credit for doing something that we did by our own actions. But no doubt about it, though oftentimes it's us messing things up, the devil does hinder Verse number 19, he talks about the Thessalonians, and he's talking about the judgment seat of Christ. Looking ahead, he says, What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? And here we see a little glimpse of what the preacher will enjoy at the judgment seat of Christ if he labors and he ministers and, true, and serves in sincerity. And uh, the people that he uh, labors with and wins to Christ and disciples and trains, uh, they stay faithful and they finish well. Can I say it's going to be a joyous time at the judgment seat of Christ, standing there and all those that you had part in their salvation all you all those you had a part in their training all those you minister to i'm talking about that third uh, grade uh, sunday school class that the junior high sunday school class that high school sunday school class that senior adult sunday school class that bus route that you worked i'm talking about those people preacher that you love and you labor with though they might be few in number can you imagine that day when we see jesus face to face and we get to stand before him, yes, but I tell you what's going to be even better than that, watching those that we labored for, that we loved, that we travailed over, that we served and preached to and ministered to, one day getting to see them stand before Christ and watching them receive crowns, knowing that you had a part in getting them into the family of God. What a blessing that's going to be. Verse 20 said, For ye are our glory and joy. Paul loved these people. Boy, he labored for these people. He served these people. He cared for these people. Night and day, he was spending and being spent. He kept himself clean so that he might be used of God. He endeavored to help them grow in grace and said, Hey, walk worthy of God. Hey, I know the persecution is tough. I know that the heat has turned up. I know it's not popular. But one of these days, Jesus is coming. And when Jesus comes and we stand before him, I tell you, we're going to rejoice Whenever we hear that, 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 that mouth, that, that voice, those lips say, well done. Well, I want to challenge you and encourage you. Keep on serving God today. Revival's, listen, revival's right around the corner. Just don't give up on God. Don't you quit. Revival can happen. Keep praying for it. I'll see you next broadcast. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.